0: hello and welcome to the modern romantic podcast where we celebrate romanticism through passionate people doing incredible things hi i'm feeling like we're not in kansas anymore hi i'm trey and i'm joined by my co-host emily hi emily
1: hi i am a teeny tiny miniature today
0: (laughs) how teeny tiny miniature on a on a relative scale
1: um i just want to fit into nick bush's verona
0: Oh, ooh. okay. Yeah, I like that.
1: I just want to live in that <laughs> town and I want to live in that castle or sit Is on it? that little iron throne.
0: <gasps> the one with all the swords? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, speaking of our fantastic guest and his amazing artwork, Emily, would you please introduce our guest this evening?
1: I would. Today we are speaking with miniature photographer Nick Bush, who has created alternate realities with miniature work and photography and has made them real in a way that's so cool so anyway thank you and welcome to the podcast nick
2: emily trade yay, <laughs> yay. <Thanks>. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for having me this is i've been looking forward to this uh since you guys asked me to do this uh you know i was in your magazine about was it was it two years has it been two years emily how long it's has it about, been
1: about just about two years yeah God, in fact, that's wild i feel like i saw it in my memories or something
2: yeah so i did the other day or it, yeah. a week or two ago yeah yeah. and uh when you guys asked me to do this really looking forward to it uh yeah yeah this is great this is awesome so i can't wait to get into what uh you know everything you guys want to get into
1: i'm glad you get to tell your story and your journey in a way that's not through a writer's lens but through your own words mm-hmm. so that's nice too
2: yeah uh I guess where do, where do we want to start? Like with a project, or where do you guys want to bounce this off of?
0: I really kind of want to know, honestly, um, r- more about like how you got into photography. Like, what is your origin story?
2: Well, photography was with um I did videography for weddings for many, many years um, professionally. Then I had a camera with me, um, so I would take a picture of the bride and the groom uses our like their. Uh, like their cover album to like their DVD or something. Then uh, as time went on, I kept doing more and more photos and I actually was enjoying the photo taking more than I was the videography. So then I found a – there's another miniature uh, artist named Felix Hernandez that does work kind of similar to what I do. And I saw what he was doing, got inspired, and just kind of went from there and just started doing projects and uh, started taking pictures of my living room. And yeah, and rest is history. Then I got all my projects one after another over the years, and uh, yeah, just kind of built it from there.
0: That's awesome. Now, where at what point did the like miniature photography and like the creation of all of these incredible worlds that you're making, where did that come into play with the photography's journey?
2: Well, I saw a video of a guy on YouTube do of a um, he did like a he took like a toy car. Took some pictures of it, used like some flour, made it look like it was in snow, it looked very realistic. And I knew how to do some Photoshop uh, composites. And I was like, Well, if you can make that look real, can I take a picture of myself and composite myself in there and make it look real? So I tried it, made actually I put a video on my YouTube channel just this is my name, Nick Bush. And um that video actually somehow, which I don't I don't know how this happened, I uploaded it. A month later it went viral in like three days, I got like a million views. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, don't know how it happened. Just, I looked at my thing. I was like, wait a minute, 10, 10,000 views over a night. All of 20,000. Yeah. It just exploded. But it I just showed like a two minute video of me doing it. I went to my studio, took a picture of myself, cut myself out, put it in the photo of the car in the snow and it looked kind of real. And so I was like, well, all right, that's just me messing around. What if I actually put some real effort into this? And that's when, that's when I did the, uh, the Dorothy, the wizard of Oz, uh, picture, um, that was my first one where I really put a lot of effort, and took me, a, you know, a couple weeks to make all the little stones, build the set. Then I asked one of my friends I went to high school with; her daughter was about the right age. She was like, like seven or something, and she got, you know, her grandma built her the costume. She came over, took a picture, and I was like, I had no idea if it was going to work. Put the put Dor- cut, cut Dorothy out in Photoshop, put her in the photo, and I was like, oh my god, this actually worked, and and yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of how it happened
0: so that was your first the that wizard was of o- your first
2: yeah 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 the one with me um standing in front of a car in the snow like it's dark that was my official first one but the wizard of oz was like my first I guess my first real attempt at it as far as yeah effort so.
0: i'm sorry emily to like be hogging this but like i am blown away that is an incredible first picture
2: yeah it's actually probably my favorite one too it's just uh Kind of all the stars aligned because a lot of this time when I'm doing it, I never really know if it's going to work. I mean, we'll get into this later with my Game of Thrones um, stuff, but I tried a bunch of different stuff with it. Or I can just get into it now. Uh, My most recent project, my Game of Thrones, when I built the I built the 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 room, um, my family, me, my kids, we we went crazy with costumes. We spent a bunch of money, and I tried to composite myself in the picture, and like I just could not get it to look right. So it does like all these all these projects don't necessarily from the way I started and the way it finishes, it's not always the way I imagined it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you have to kind of change things here and there to make it work. But that wizard of Oz one, luckily it did. It just happened to work. Um, everything kind of just fell into place. So. Well,
0: I color me impressed. Cause wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's like luck. I don't know. It's like, I just, it just, I had something I tried and then it just happened to work. I don't know.
1: Well, the thing about the Game of Thrones one that I mm-hmm. noticed, whether or not you felt it worked, your set was still awesome. And the the one thing I noticed is when I when people make some of the little versions, I've seen little versions of the throne, whether mm-hmm. it was like a tabletop um what do you call it? Like a figurine kind of thing.
2: Well, or, a lot of people 3D print those. Okay, throne. maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah. And I yeah. look
1: at those and I go, I it's cute, but yours didn't look cute to me it was like the throne
2: sure yeah So you know what um you know how i made that was i took you know those cocktail swords you put in drinks yeah yeah, yeah it's like there's it like i used about like three or four hundred of those things and just melted them with a, with a little oh. uh i like i laser cut like a, like a wooden chair out then i put mm-hmm. those on top and melted it on top of it and that's how he kind of got like that realistic look then i took a like metallic paint just spray painted the thing metallic color and that's how yeah, and it looked real. So I was like, sweet. And yeah. uh, I built, yeah, built the throne room. Like, the throne room and the throne, I thought I was very happy with how it turned out. But just putting people in the room, I just, I just for the life of me, could not get it to work right. I mean, I tried probably for two months messing with Photoshop every night. And I just, like, this is not working. So, But in the end, the, the room, I thought, did look pretty cool, though.
0: Yeah. It, that there is so much just to be said like even if you know people are necessarily in the shot just the atmosphere and the recognition of the chair like the atmosphere is perfect mm-hmm. so wow
2: yeah thank you thank you yeah yeah the uh the um lost my train of thought the light the lighting of it wasn't too bad because i kind i yeah i use a lot of soft lights and actually have like this fog stuff i spray and it kind of gives it the atm- atmospheric look to it kind of mm-hmm. probably what you're thinking of kind of like a, just a slight haze in there and it kind of just kind of makes it more dramatic looking yeah so yeah
1: like there might be a dusty old castle
2: yeah something yeah, yeah. just yeah. Kind of, well they they use that they use like a haze and like movies and stuff like if you ever see like in a uh a shot where like the light beam is like through like through a room and you can really see the light coming through the window there's like a, there's a haze they put in the room to, to, to get it to look that way and that's kind of the approach i took with a lot of these photos you kind of spray it with this haze like in a can thing you spray it and, yeah yeah it's you see like the light if, better
1: it's like if i burn a pizza on a sunny day
2: yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. that's how it looks in the living room oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right <laughs>
1: Uh, I say that because I've, ha- I've done that before.
2: It <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: looks so cool.
2: <laughs> I know. When those cookies go up in flames. Yeah, right. exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never cooked a pizza with the cardboard still in the oven. Oh, yeah, not me. That.
2: No. think yeah, pizza on.
1: might be, not be
2: accurate, but I use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we've all been down that road before. Right.
0: It's, it's really interesting, like, some of the effects that you can get. You've mentioned uh, snow, you can use flower, or you, that, like, spray of haze kind of gets some different effects to it. Um, what are some of the considerations that you have to think about? Or what are some of the techniques that you've used, besides those two examples, uh, to create some of the, the miniature features that you've done?
2: Yeah, um, obviously you used, like, well... So you have to think of both. You have to think of the photography angle and you have to think of the miniature angle. When you're building the miniatures, you have to kind of add the weathering in there. Um, I use, for my bricks, I use molds that you, uh, it's not plaster of Paris because that's kind of soft, but you put like a, uh, what is it? Like a, like a plaster in like It's a really hard plaster in these molds. So each brick comes out individually. So when I lay down the street, I have to lay each brick down one by one. Um, like you see my, my my Romeo and Juliet set, the, the Fiona Street, Uh, Then that probably took me about a month and a half to lay how many bricks are down there. Like every night doing it for about an hour. Um, But I think it gives like a realistic look and texture to like the streets and the cobblestone and stuff. Yeah. Um, But then you also have to like, you have to weather, you have to weather the bricks too. um, To kind of give it that realistic look. Um, Now, as far as like photography, you know, something called, I don't know if you're familiar with photo stacking, like you use for it's where you take a bunch of pictures the focal length changes and you stack all the photos together to kind of give it that, uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. People do it like a lot of times. Like if you see like, let's say a picture of a diamond ring in a magazine, most of the time what how they do is they take like maybe four or five pictures of that ring at different focal points and stack them together to give that ultra crisp look. And I do the same method to the miniatures to kind of give it that larger than life look. Um, And, you know, with the miniatures, you have to try to make them as realistic as possible. So like, If I have wooden walls or wooden doors, I try to use wood. I don't try to really 3d print too much. Um, you just try to use the same type of textures that are really there. And it kind of, you know, it kind of works out now the decision to do stuff during the night or day or during the sunset. Um, some of that stuff can change, uh, like my Mary Poppins that was going to be at night, but I couldn't get it to look right. So I did it during the sunset and I thought, you know, it turned out all right. You just kind of, I just have to keep playing with it until you kind of get it to look right. And, uh, sometimes day shots look good most of the time it doesn't uh but like night shots are pretty good usually sunset shots are usually the best you can get them to kind of look right you just get the shadows real hard shadows in there yeah so yeah but uh and up using people uh using people is always the tricky part when i add real people when i take them to the photography studio uh because the costumes are always a big big problem because a lot of people would get a hold of me be like hey i want to do a project with you and i'm like well How far do you want to go with this costume? Because like, you know, if you like, let's say the Mary Poppins, let's take that for example, because that was where I got extremely lucky. The local theater here in uh, Davenport, they just did a play of Mary Poppins. So I called them and they had the costume and this girl got a hold of me. She was like, hey, can I do Mary Poppins? I said, sure, let's come over and do a costume, uh, you know, to see if it fits. Fitter like a glove and got, you know, got super lucky. All this stuff kind of fell into place while I was doing it, the project. And yeah. And so, uh, kind of went from there. So it's always, you know, the costumes are a big deal trying to get those right. Uh, using for my miniatures, make sure all the textures are right or a big deal Then the photography, the photography to be honest is probably the fastest thing. I can usually do that in a couple of days, like about two days, I can have it figured out. Um, if everything goes right, the miniatures is the part that takes, Sure. You no, know, that can that can take a while. That can take me a few months to build the sets. So.
1: Yeah, because you're building actual little buildings and streets and creating exactly. bricks and things like yeah. that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. mentioned with the costumes, and I have to say that is something that's relatable from my standpoint too, because I create costumes for a lot of things. I think we talked mm-hmm. about that before. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there are. I have been contacted in the past by photographers who wanted to use my costumes in their shoots and there are a few shoots that i showed up to where they were like we got all these costumes at party city and we're gonna use those in and mix yours in with them and usually that doesn't work out when yeah you see mine yeah. because mine i build like real clothing so like you're you're not going to, there's no polyester we'll put it that way you it's sure, not yeah. going to shine in the light the same way polyester does. It looks more real. And I do that on purpose because that's the kind of costuming I do. I want it to be realistic. These are mm-hmm. clothes they used to wear, uh, presumably. So yep. I want mm-hmm. I make it like clothes they used to wear. So if if there are fabric I make it as realistic as possible. So in like those types of photo shoots, that matters to me because... So like I can't put my uh, doublet that i've made with um leggings that are you know shiny yeah yeah exactly (laughs) or uh, anything like that so i get that because you you do need you go to these great lengths to build this amazing very ultra realistic set and then you have you can't throw a party city costume in there and expect that to look right
2: yeah it kind of doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mesh or it doesn't go yeah you can tell there's something wrong going on (laughs) And that's like the, yeah, exactly. So I feel your pain. Like it's yeah. uh, like, cause when I did, when I did that, uh, uh when I did the, the around the world in uh, 80 days, um, that was a massive thing. I had to asked tons of people to do it. And that was what you were talking about was exactly the problem I was having. Some people came and like, uh, I mean, God bless them. They came, you know, they spent their time and money to come. But the problem was, is like, you know, certain clothing doesn't look just doesn't look good in front of a camera the materials and it's like the light doesn't come off it right and it just looks doesn't look right and uh yeah so that was kind of the problem i uh, i feel your pain i'll say that i feel your pain (laughs) yeah yeah so
1: and for those the rest of you out there we can tell when you don't iron the costumes you we can tell it's in the pictures we can see those lines the fold lines when you pulled it out of the package please
2: yeah, yeah, folks yeah. Give, it, <laughs> give it a little yeah. iron yep yeah and
0: for those that are making their own costumes press your seams thank yes. you <laughs>
2: yeah exactly <laughs> this has been a
1: psa from the
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> have you hey trey have you built have you tried building costumes before
0: um yes uh actually it, it's a little blurry but like in this general vicinity behind me um yeah. i actually have a doublet that i'm working on for the ren fair um Good so yes uh so i'm actually hand making my own pants my doublet my partner's doublet which is right next to it yeah uh, all the shirts his kilt at some point oh, yeah. um the only thing that i will not be making are these shoes because i don't cobble and <laughs> no thank you <laughs> yeah. don't no, don't put that pressure on me you No ma'am.
2: Know. <laughs> you don't
0: know me you don't know me <laughs>
2: I don't know, man, making your own shoe. That's gotta be, Whew, it's hard enough making clothes. I got to imagine a shoe. That's next level right there.
1: We'll get James to do that. He was getting into that for a while. You oh, just yeah. need friends in the right places.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, exactly. It's all about the connections ain't it. Right.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's, it is kind of interesting. Like as you, uh, cause we were just talking to um, a scrimshaw uh, scrimshander yesterday Who's talking about different materials and now we're like talking with um talking with nick here about these different materials that we've got going on so i think it's something to be said for whenever you go to like work with something you need to know a little bit about what you're about to get into how does Mm -hmm. it work how does it mold how if you're going to be making something like little stone things if you're going to be curing something how long does it take to cure mm-hmm. um what can you do with it what's the density like and so on and so forth um with regards to someone who might be trying to get into this now what might be what might be some considerations you might put before them before they just like dive in head first it's
2: a good question um i would say i mean you have to have it depends if you're trying to get like, you know, there's the miniature angle, there's the photography angle. Um, you know, photography, you just have to kind of have a basic understanding of photography, how to work a camera, stuff like that. It's not, it's, that comes with practice. Um, you know, of course over, you know, over the years, people have showed me stuff like you know, they're doing I'm like, yeah, just stick. Yeah. Keep sticking with it. Problem is most people kind of give up after about two or three tries. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't, it, yeah, it's just, it's just practice miniatures. I would say it's the same thing. Um, and there's different things you can do. Uh, I started small, like I started, I built, I went to the hobby store, bought some plastic. I built like, like this little swing, um, just with like a knife, some glue and some paint and started from there. Then my next job was I built a little house. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot of practice. And the thing is there is actually good there on YouTube. There's, uh, (laughs) started small very funny <laughs> yeah right right archery it was a little bit um but uh where was i going the, like on youtube there's like tons of um different tutorials now about how to how to start with miniatures like a lot of like the guys that do like dungeons and dragons and stuff like they're like their boards like they show you how to build little houses and i kind of just followed a couple of those then um yeah and just kind of went from there but like i said like the the main difference i do i i don't do i don't use a lot of foam I use like, I use a lot of wood and bricks and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just practice practice. Like when I go on Instagram, there's a lot of miniature artists. So kind of like they might do reels of how they're working on a specific thing. And I'd be like, Oh, they'll kind of give you an idea of how to like maybe do a street or maybe how to do a sidewalk a little bit different. And, uh, it's just, you know, like both things in life skills, it's just, it's just sticking with it and keep practicing. I'm sure with your guys is with your costumes, right? You Had to start somewhere. I'm sure the first couple of things you did probably kind of looked horrendous, then you know, yeah, and a couple, of, you know, a year or two later, you're like, all right, I see where this is going, and you just kind of and you probably had to a point where you're probably you guys are pretty comfortable with your costume making yet?
0: Yeah? Um, a little bit, I'm still kind of getting yeah. getting my foothold there. Um, sure. I am really thankful, and I mentioned this a couple times on previous episodes, but Emily was the first person around me that kind of helped make my costumes mm. or help kind of guide me through costumes. So I got a little bit of like expert tips and tricks and advice. Yes. Um, so that was really nice. Um, so I, I can't say that it came out looking horrible because Emily would not have let me l- let it look horrible. I um, just slapped it right out of your hand.
2: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. No, that's not the right
0: seam allowance. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, so it is really nice. Um, it's nice to have things like YouTube um, to get sure. familiar with certain things and can kind of give you some general guidance. But then there's also something to be said for having a physical teacher in front of you, um, kind of giving you tips and looking at something and giving you confirmation. Yeah. So yeah. Both are, both are equally beneficial.
2: Sure. 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 Yeah. And like, um, like I say with the YouTube, I mean, there's like a million uh, uh, miniature. There's like it, it goes to everything from like dollhouse people, the people that do like the dollhouse stuff um, to down, like I said, like the, like the dungeon and dragons, like they, like the, they built their, uh, tabletop buildings and stuff um and there's a million tutorials on to do that and you just kind of keep wa- like i just watched a bunch of them and you just kind of pick up stuff that you like and you don't like and uh like i found there was like well actually where i learned most of my stuff for my techniques is from the guys that do those world war ii dioramas you know like the little like uh like the little figurines like the, they make like the building um like these little dioramas i watched a bunch of those guys and uh because man some of those guys oh man they are really good at miniature work and uh yeah just kind of get ideas and kind of go from there but uh, you know trying to do the both what i kind of suggest like some of my buddies to try this stuff and i'm like, like start start with toy photography because toy photography kind of you can kind of learn the basics of photographing miniatures and and how to use a camera at the same time then hmm. once you kind of kind of get it get an idea of how to do like the techniques to make it look good that's when you kind of can switch to maybe if you kind of create some miniatures you can switch to that hmm
1: I like that because that's how you started with the little cars and make exactly. them look realistic because they they do such a good job with those cars creating them to look like they do so
2: exactly yeah. trying to learn like the angle like you kind of learn the angles of what what looks because I mean you can't just like take a picture of of, of a plastic car and it's not gonna look good there's, there's certain angles with certain lighting to kind of give it to give it that lifelike look and that's kind of where you know you just do that a bunch and figure it out then. Kind of go from there.
1: Right.
2: So, but you guys mentioned, you had questions about my Iceland pictures.
1: Oh, well, I had talked, I, yeah, I had shown them.
2: Oh, Uh I didn't know if you had questions or you were just mentioning it to me.
1: Oh, I was just mentioning it to you, but that's okay. I mean, Iceland is amazing. You went there. How was that?
2: Well, it was a uh, two, I've gone, I went last year for 10 days and went this year for 10 days and it was I've watched, the thing is, I don't know, Trey, you, we were talking uh, before the stream. Um, mm-hmm. I, I watched a million videos on this country. Um, it's a place I've been wanting to go for like 10 years. So when we got there the first time last year, I was kind of like, it was weird because I was like, I've never been here, but it feels like I've been here because I've watched <laughs> a million videos on this place. And I know all the big spots. Every time we go to a big waterfall, I'm like, yep, that's it. I've seen it before, but Outside of that, the country is – okay, if you like – if you watched Game of Thrones, a lot of that was filmed in Iceland. Uh, it just – it feels like you're in a movie the whole time you're there. I don't know how else to describe it. Cool. Everywhere everywhere you go is like a postcard. I mean, oh. there's waterfalls just all over the place. You'll be driving. There's just a big-ass waterfall right over here, and you can pull over to the side. And what me and my wife did is we got a van. we sleep in the van, just drive around the whole country and just sleep in the back. Um, there's a bed you can, you rent these vans that have a bed in the back. You sleep back there and it's, it's an adventure and it's, it's fun. It's fun. That sounds so. awesome. Was it,
1: what time of year did you go?
2: Uh, we went, uh, at the end of June both times. And um, so it's about, it's about 55 degrees out there. Okay. Uh, like all, all day, no matter if it's two in the morning or seven in the morning, it's 55 degrees out. And during the summer, it doesn't get dark there. It's dark all the time. Or no, no, excuse me, the other way it's light all the time. It doesn't get dark so um it's like it's like one night we we were we me and my wife were hiking around and uh we're kind of looking at waterfalls going through some trails and next thing you know it's like 11 o'clock at night but I mean you wouldn't know it because it's bright, <laughs> bright outside and it was like all right we should probably go to bed now and then yeah it's it's great so but it's also a little bit weird because you'll be like let's say we went to this we got to i, I to say they these towns are like six, 700 people. They're really, all the towns that are really small, but like we went there, we're walking around looking at the, looking at like the, 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 just, I don't know the stuff in the town and it's bright daylight out, but it's 10 o'clock at night. And it's, it's, I don't know. It just feels weird because everything's closed and you're like, it feels like you're in the middle of the day, but you're not, it's 10 o'clock at night. It's just, it really messes with your mind, but it's so, yeah. So I don't know. Trey, you would love it. I, I recommend going, man.
0: Oh, so my, uh, for our listening audience, uh, my partner and I are really wanting to go to Iceland. Um, we were hoping to go this year, but it looks like it's going to probably be a one to two year thing. Uh, cause we ain't staying in it, staying in the cheap places. Mm-mm. No, we's going <laughs> fancy. Yeah. Um, so some questions I have, like, what's the cuisine like from an American going into this place? And did you find your palate like changed from eating the food or do you, um, I don't know what, like from a cuisine standpoint, what was it uh, like?
2: Food I ate, I personally love fish and chips. So I ate that a lot. Um, and of course this place, they, the magic of fish and chips, they figured it out. <laughs> I mean, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they figured it out. Um, my wife would get, I, I, I mean, you're not going to find, there's fine dining. Food is going to be more expensive there because a lot of stuff has to be shipped over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be a little bit pricier. Like let's just say if you wanted a steak, you're probably looking like thirty five bucks, um, rather than like you know what in America would be like twenty bucks. Um, it's stuff like that. But the food, I wanna say my palate changed. I mean it's not that They don't like anything. The craziest thing they have over there is they have horse steak. Um, that's like they have because yeah they have horse steak. Um, it's a little weird. I didn't never tried it. But uh, outside of that, it's nothing. It's nothing too crazy. Um okay. I think they have like shark shark jerky over there i think but um uh yeah but uh yeah the food i don't know it's it's not it's not like out of this world like it's good but it's not real weird or anything so but if if betray i would recommend okay if you're talking about staying places Hmm. airbnbs they're not that expensive um Hmm. but we i don't know man we rented the van where you get the beds in the back dude oh my you can just go anywhere you want at any time and sleep anywhere you want because, like, dude, crime is like non-existent over there. There's like zero crime, so like you don't have to worry about being in trouble. Like you're not going to end up in the bad part of town. There's it's nothing like that over there. So it's uh, I don't know. There's different routes you can go to the Airbnb every night too, if you wanted to. It's not too. Expensive. I mean, the Airbnbs are reasonably priced, so.
1: But you could like park when like you could park somewhere where there's like northern lights happening, and then you could just lay in the back of the van and watch that
2: you could but you can't see the Northern lights during the summer because it's light out all the time you have to you have to go during the winter right
0: okay and that's kind of when we were wanting to go is during the winter time so maybe we just like rent a car and we just like drive around there and just like park for the night and then just head back to the hotel
2: (laughs) yeah you could do that but dude they have these things okay if you go in the winter they have like these glass house these glass airbnbs where it's like it's clear so if you lay in a bit like they're out in the like they're out in the middle of nowhere so it's not like people are gonna be spying on you you drive out there and you sleep and this is clear so you can see the northern lights right above you and it's just a yeah clear house so you can see so but i mean those are kind of those are like 700 bucks a night but they're they're cool though and if you're willing to make the investment i mean it's yeah so
0: sorry my bank account just hurt hearing yeah, that
2: yeah yeah dude i tell me when we got back in july i was like oh to put a couple extra hours in at work <laughs> yeah so i i feel you man yeah so did you actually
1: get married out there or that was like your honeymoon I no we got
2: mar- yeah we got married out there last year no not this this year but last year we got married okay. we hiked up this mountain about it's about I as mean, far and it's tiring we had to lug all i had to lug all of our stuff up there with all of our camera gear on my back and my wife carried like all the water and lenses and stuff we hiked up this mountain to the very top and um there's a big ravine with three waterfalls that came out of it and uh we went to the very edge and we got married out there yeah yeah that's so i awesome. it's yeah it was like dude it was it felt like i was in lord of the rings or something like it was wild um and we actually we went there last year we went on our one year anniversary we hiked up did we when we went back we hiked back up there and went up there again so
1: i remember when I logged into Facebook one day and just blam your pictures had been uploaded and you would like announced it. And I was like, yeah. that's so cool. The pictures, so cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's worth the investment. It's kind of expensive, but you know, it's, if you can afford it, it's definitely, it's definitely something to do. So
1: I'm I'm and sure yeah. your photographer was really expensive too. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's free. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was me and my tripod. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we just set that tripod. It was, it was like, well, actually, it was kind of funny. So we when we walked up the mountain to get married, we get up there. We're getting changed up there. And I, I was like, oh, man, I can't remember how to tie this tie. And we're on top of the mountain, so my cell phone don't work. <laughs> and there's this German guy and this German older couple. I mean, this guy had to be probably upper 70s, early 80s. And the, their son was probably about my age and i looked at him and i was like do you guys happen to know a tie and the german kid goes and eh, my dad owns a, a suit shop he sells suits for his whole life <laughs> i was like wow what luck <laughs> so he tied my tie all nice for me and yeah they, they sat there and they watched us get married that was pretty it's pretty cute pretty fun that's so, awesome yeah these are,
0: okay i love the stories that we get on this podcast because they are some of the most fun but also some of the most random things because you got your tie tied by a german man who used to own a suit shop and yeah. then we had like zachary james who got the call to be in like the world premiere of an opera while reaching for a bag of peas and it's like really yeah. <laughs> yeah. serious just wild yeah just wild stories yeah. um but i love it
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so about right place at right time with the <laughs> yeah. The yeah tie. You're telling me I, I was about to go Tylers for our wedding, but eh, <laughs> worked out. So yeah, Ooh. so yeah, yeah. But um, um, but anyways, yeah, yeah. Iceland, cool, dope place. Recommend it. Two thumbs up. So. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I know somebody who, who's sitting upstairs right now who will likely have lots of questions for you. So we will probably be contacting you on an <laughs> uh, early, early, early date. Please maybe, do. Yeah.
1: Maybe yeah. Iceland is where we can find that castle to all do that weekend photo shoot thing.
2: If you okay, like see, this is what I keep telling my wife. I'm like, if we go back, we should try to get a group of models because like, yeah, it's fun taking pictures of You me. know, I, mean, I love I love my wife, I love taking pictures of her. And I was like, man, if we could get a group with like some models, like people really dressed up. I mean, oh man, I can't. it's hard for me to put in words on how amazing and easy it is to take pictures here. Like anywhere you go, it looks like a million bucks. Like it don't matter where you go. So I mean, and, yeah. So, and the, the island's pretty big. It's about, uh, it's like a little bit bigger than Iowa. It's probably maybe about 20% bigger. So it's not, it's not super, super, it's kind of big. Like you could probably drive from one side to another and probably about, seven or eight hours so
0: oh wow that's a lot bigger than i was expecting i was like thinking it was i don't know a little bit smaller than that but wow okay
2: yeah it's i mean if you went tip to like tip tip southern it'd probably take you probably about seven hours i would imagine seven seven and a half i don't know somewhere in that ballpark but yeah but but, but the thing is once you're driving um I mean, the drive, it's like, it's not like you're driving through Nebraska cornfields or anything, you know what I mean? It's like you're driving, just everything looks great. So it's like, like I didn't care. Like, I drove the whole time because my wife doesn't know how to drive stick, so I had to drive the whole time, and uh, it's fine with me. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't mind, so. You're like yeah. driving through a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but. Um,
1: That's cool. That's yep, like, yep. when I went to Scotland, it was similar. We took a four-hour train ride up the east coast i had to think about it (laughs) up the east coast and i thought oh this is going to be boring but that's great because i'll get to sleep because the flight over was you know brutal and so i thought oh i'll take the train and get to sleep then and no you do not want to sleep through that because you're on the coolest country in the coolest countryside ever with like little sheep and castles popping up on the landscape here and there like you can't
2: was there was there sheep everywhere in scotland
1: not everywhere i everywhere? say there are, there were sheep but there and there were some there's also cattle and other animal farms and animals and crops and things but yeah when you're going along you'll see you see like fields and farms and fences and houses and all of a sudden bam castle yeah bam, na, 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 boom, castle tower you <laughs> know it's like were, they,
2: was there a lot of them in mm-hmm. there what there was a lot mm-hmm, yeah was it? Pre- it was pretty cool because I've been. We've talked about going there, and uh so like to t- tell me, was it like was it was it worth every penny going?
1: Oh yeah, I cannot wait to go back. I probably oh. feel like about about that area as you do about Iceland. Yeah, probably. It, yeah. They do not. I'm gonna say this, and I'm sorry to all of our British and Scottish and Irish friends. They don't realize. Because they live with it, they grow up with it, they live with it. So to them, it's like, oh yeah, it's a castle. Oh yeah, it's the monarchy or the patriot, whatever. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. them, not all of that is such ancient history and they've had it around them their whole lives, just like we have cities and other things. So to, for them, that's just whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. over there with my jaw on the ground going, sure. this is the... And I walked into this cemetery, this old cemetery in Leith, which is just north of north of Edinburgh. You can walk there from Edinburgh Castle. Mm -hmm. And there's across from the Airbnb, there's like this crazy old um, graveyard and the sun was setting. So it was like golden hour and the light is perfect. And I go walking by this graveyard and I'm like, all the gravestones are like crooked and old and they have the old inscriptions. You can barely read them. And, and it's like the coolest, but like, we don't have graveyards like that here. Yeah. yeah, There's history
2: there. Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's way older. And like the cool stone, everything is just. I could go on for hours about that too, but like, they they don't see it like we do. So I go over there and it's a, every, everywhere you look is a feast. Yeah. They don't, they're like, oh yeah, that's just like in corn, in Cornwall, we drove through Cornwall and there was this little town that we were making fun of the name because the name of the town is Cornhole. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were,
0: were,
1: (laughs) Crafthole, I'm sorry, no, it was Crafthole. I apologize there probably is a cornhole because hole (laughs) is a suffix for a lot of the towns in that area and so we're like oh it's craft hole ha 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 so we ended up driving through craft hole and to the folks in craft hole you all are so lovely but we we pulled up to this house because this house was completely covered in ivory and it's this old stone house and it's called the craft hole house and there's Mm -hmm. an actual sign on the on the building and we're in the streets this wide so only one car one car yep not yep. two passing one and so mm-hmm. i'm driving this car on the rock well there's no wrong side of the road when there's only one lane but you have to be really careful for oncoming traffic sure and uh thankfully we did not get stuck but that apparently happens all the time and there's so we we park on the side of the road and we get out and we're looking at the craft hall house and I'm taking pictures cuz it's so cool and ivy covered and these people come out of their house behind us and and the guy um, his name is Oscar. Oscar says, "Why are you looking at John's old house?" <laughs> and we're like, "Look at it, it's so cool. The ivy's grown up in, it's this old stone." Yeah. And he's like, "This is just John's old house. Come here, I will show you my house." And he made us take a tour of his house
2: yeah and they're yeah, so yeah.
1: open and inviting and like his house was cool too we got to tour it so anyway yeah i could go on forever <laughs> with those stories i will not take up an entire podcast with that no, right. I hear you. but yes it made me not fall asleep because of how amazing the countryside was in of the highlands and the rolling green hills yeah. and all of the yep. various rock formations and castles that pop up it is everything you think it is
2: exactly yeah exactly I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. All right. Well, that's one more reason for me to go then. So, so yes,
1: please yes. go. Please. Go. Yeah, yeah, In fact, yeah. I'll go with you because you, I want to go again too, and I'll show yeah, you yeah. everything.
2: You need an excuse, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> if
0: you want to get a tattoo while you're overseas, we actually know a tattoo artist over uh, over in Scotland.
2: Ah oh, man, we were going to get a tattoo in Iceland, but oh, yeah, we cannot find. Like you know, I guess if I'm going to spend money overseas on a tattoo, I really want the person to be real good. We couldn't find anyone that we were happy with, oh. unfortunately. It's kind of a bummer. But
0: somebody good in Scotland, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, we we actually. Him. Sorry. Yeah, um. He um. He designed a children's book. Uh. Like drew all the artwork for it. Um. And then we saw a couple of his sketches. Uh. From mm-hmm. like tattoos and things. Like really, really, really good person. So highly recommend him.
2: If I go, I'll keep that in mind then.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Scott Mitchell, right near Edinburgh too. Um- Scott Mitchell. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, Diego so, the
1: doodling dinosaur—that's his book. <laughs>
0: yeah. and I actually have it on my uh, on my uh, shelf over so, here. Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah. So much yeah. So fun. Um, one thing that I uh, kind of want to know—kind of bringing it back to the photography thing—like mm-hmm. um, when it, when you are traveling to all of these incredible places, um, is there any location that you've been to that's been super inspirational or? I guess more generally, where do you find your inspiration?
2: Movies, obviously. I mean, I would say well, I wouldn't say kind of obviously, because my, a lot of my big my big projects have been out of movies. Um, I, uh, let's see, let me try to think. Places I've been that inspired me. Um, uh, I would say we went to the we went to the Smoky Mountains a few years ago, and we hiked up a mountain. Um, that was that was pretty cool. But I, I would say I would say I get most of my inspiration from movies, though, um, because like, you know, even since I was like a little kid, I, I, when I see a movie, I kind of want to see more, like like Wizard of Oz, for example. I, I, when I was when I was little, I was like eight or nine when I saw that movie for the first time I'm watching it. And I was like, I want to know more. I want to know more. What's out in the world? What's down that road? What's down that road? I want to see what's down there. And that was the first, I I, I vividly remember that was the very first movie where I thought that, where I was like, I want to see more of Oz, not just where Dorothy's going. And, um, and that's kind of like, well, I was like, and I know I'll never be a cinematographer. I'll never be, I'll never work on a movie. So what's, what's, what's the next step I can take. And that's how I got, I kind of got the inspiration of doing these movie sets is like, if I can't, if I can't be there to make the movie, maybe I can make the movie inside my house. And that's, I can't draw. I can't paint. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do any of that stuff. So this is the next, this was kind of my next step um, was to do the miniatures and work on that because I don't know uh, how to explain this. I don't have the. I guess I don't, I, I, I never had the patience to learn how to paint or draw. Um, I can't start doing, it. I'm just kind of like, Oh, I suck. I don't even want to do this anymore. But for some reason, miniatures, I have the patience to learn how to do it. Um, I, I, I enjoy the whole process and it's kind of like, you know, when I was in high school trying to play guitar, like I, I played, but I just didn't have the patience to practice every day. Um, mm-hmm. but like, but I play drums but and, and I suck, but I, I love playing and I have the patience to learn. So it's just kind of, you know, I'm sure like with you guys, there's some, there's some things you have patience for and some things you don't, um, you know, yeah. just for whatever reason. And the, 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 the miniatures and the photography just happen to be mine and the movies, you know, I've always watched, I've always loved, I'm a big cinema guy. So it's just kind of my, my way of expressing, Maybe some of the ideas and you know artistic views I have is this is the one way I figured out how, how to do. So,
0: in Emily, I don't kind of along that same line of you do so many like artistic things. It, is there something artistically to you um, that you just don't have the patience for? And then there's something that kind of like on top of that that you wouldn't expect yourself to have that much patience for, but you do have patience for it. That was a word soup of a question. Please, what cl- <laughs> what clarity can I provide? <laughs> no,
1: I got it. It's just like two questions in one. Um, yes. What do I not have the patience? For? Well, I was gonna say sewing. <laughs> I want I want you to know I hate sewing, but hate is strong. I don't love sewing. It is a means to an end, because I think I'm good at designing, and I think I'm good at execution, mm-hmm. but and and the only way to make the vision of what i want happen for photography for anything to tell the stories i want to tell the only mm-hmm. thi- way to make it happen is to sew it myself cuz you can't just pop down to walmart and get like the amazing 10 yard long ball gown that flows in the wind that you want you know so yeah, yeah. yeah. uh that that so yeah i don't love sitting in front of a, it's mind numbing i think it's, i don't love the sewing which is mm-hmm. why i don't really take commissions unless I'm really invested or yeah, I mean it would have to be an amazing thing that I'm being commissioned for so so yeah. then and then but as far as other art forms do I I don't know if I have the patience to paint or to sk- be a sketch artist I would I would find it hard to finish a project like that
2: yeah mm-hmm. well, I, you try. or I'm sorry Emily, yeah, finish, no, finish. I'm like sorry,
1: sorry I was just gonna say I probably could but
2: <laughs> yeah right
0: um for me i do like drawing but i get i, I really just don't have the patience for like painting or something mm-hmm. like that um for me i actually do enjoy sewing not mm-hmm. to the extent of like i want to be doing it for my passion and get into alterations and do all that because i don't have time for people's I was about to use a very colorful word, um, <laughs> but I just don't have time for people's nonsense. Yeah, there you go. And particulars. Um, so I do enjoy sewing, but it's cathartic for me because I I talk in metaphors and I talk in such a lengthy manner mm-hmm. that I'm telling you the entirety of the project and what the picture that's inside of my head So for me, sewing is like the way of being able to take what's in my brain, pluck it out, and be able to deliver it and say, this, this is what was inside of my brain and what I was trying to explain. Sure. Yep.
1: I like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: I could change my attitude a little. (laughs) One other reason is you can also put pockets in everything and everything you want.
0: God bless pockets. Yes. Yeah. Right. Pockets that
1: hold whatever you want. (laughs)
0: um so as far as like patience um i think i have patience for a lot of things but yeah painting painting is not one of them it's
2: not it yeah i hear you there yeah paint yeah yeah Like with my projects the painting is the one thing that i i kind of struggle with because it's so like like there's like a lot of dudes that paint uh you know like the warhammer figurines like they have a whole set's that's all yeah. they do is sit there and just paint them and paint them and paint them. I, I can't do that. But I mean, but at the same time, some of those guys who do, you know, 100 figurines in a week or whatever it is, man, some of their stuff looks pretty damn good. Yeah. So I kind so I do wish I had the patience, but I just, I don't know. I just can't do it. It's the same thing with like writing. Uh, my my writing, um, you know, I've worked on like film projects with people, like, hey, I need to rewrite this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. Somebody, get somebody else to, to do that aspect of it. I can't, you know, I can't do it. So
0: That is the other thing of like writing. It's it's so difficult just to like sit down and know what you want to write. Yeah. And because you're critiquing yourself at the same time that you're writing it and you're like, oh man, that's garbage. No.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah, exactly. Cause you know, like I was like, you know, when I was doing my videography stuff, I was a big part of like the like, there's like a you know like the local film community around here. A lot of dudes are working on shorts or there's you know, they're just trying to uh you know, people that like like making movies, and I'd help them a lot, um, because I had like all my camera stuff for my wedding stuff, so I'd help them uh, make shorts. And uh, yeah, the writing aspect was something I was never. I just like like you said, Trey. Like I'm writing, I'm like this sounds dumb. Like I, like, writing believable dialogue is such, dude, is way harder than people think. Like, um, it's it's not it's not easy, not easy. But anyways, right? Yeah, we're not, we're nice. not here for that. We're here for pictures. <laughs> yeah.
1: so. so are you working on anything right now?
2: I was starting something. Um, I was actually starting no is the answer. But I was I was beginning to do uh, this building for this company and they ended up actually, you know what, we're actually gonna go with CGI and I was like, uh, all right, well, whatever. But um yeah, I was starting to work on something like about a couple of weeks. Actually, they commissioned me the same day you got a hold of me to do this podcast. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It was like the same day. It was a couple hours prior to that. And we started getting that started getting the ball rolling on that. But they, yeah. Um, for whatever reason they decided to go CGI, which is fine. But, um, no, I finished, uh, you know, a while ago I finished that project for, um, I made, uh, it was an escape room out in Arizona. I made him a bunch of miniature houses and stuff and sent them all to that guy. Cool. That took me, that took me a few months. Um, that was, that was very difficult. Uh, but uh, yeah, but as far as pictures, no, my my uh, my Game of Thrones ones was the last one I was doing, and right now I'm just uh, actually the last six months I've really been. Con- I've been it's not art related. Really, I've been working on my, my, my drums. I've been trying to take that a lot more seriously lately, just playing music. So yeah, well, music you know, uh, art. Yeah, mm-hmm. just unfortunately, there's only so much time. When you have kids, like I have to kind of pick one 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 hobby and or a passion to yeah. go with it. And, yeah.
1: Do you have any dream projects for the future that you want to do that you just haven't?
2: Yes, I want, I want, yeah, yeah, there actually is. I want to go, I want to do more with The Wizard of Oz. I want to go, I want to nail every aspect of that movie. Um, Now, there's, there's a lot of challenges that come with that. One is, like, how do I explain this? Like, The Wicked Witch. Do I want to do how it was from the movie from the 1930s, make her green with the big nose, all that stuff? Or do I want to do an interpretation to make it make it make it different? Because she's not described that way in the book at all. I've read the book like three or four times. She's actually barely in the book. She's only in, the, like one, in one chapter really. But um, Or do I want to make it look different? Um, do I want to make... Uh, I want to do more of the... T- I want to actually do the Tin Man. I have a guy that is like, dude, if you do the Tin Man, I want to be him. Um, but do I do it the same way they do it in the movie or do I try to design them a different way? And these are kind of like, these, these are the challenges I'm coming across really.
1: That's fascinating. I love the idea of not doing it. The, what a literal witch is in our brains, maybe like you said, the nose and all of that, like doing it the way it's either in the book or the way that you're, you're trying to make it your own. And I think that's awesome. Yeah.
2: like I'm thinking like what I'm thinking of the witch is like have her 'Cause like I said, in the book she's only in the chapter, the only chapter she's in is the one that where Dorothy kills her, I think, or she might be in the chapter before when she captures her. I don't fully remember, but but I was like like something like I own a corporator or like her, like she's like entwined with the shadows and the floor, and she comes out and just but I don't want her face mm-hmm. necessarily to be that green look. And I'm just trying to think of all the stuff I need to do to make it happen and <laughs> it's, like, you can get the idea in your head. It's all about execution, though. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. It kind, of, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Maleficent, how she, in yes. the animated thing, she would kind of turn more into, like, a shadowy sort of figure. But yeah. this, they played so much with her, the shadow of her face and the curvature of her face yeah. um, that it really brought out the the more menacing side.
2: And that's. I was kind of thinking of something along those lines and just have her... um. But like, but then I was also thinking like, do I, do I do the whole castle? Do I do build just a room and have her in there? Then I'm like, like the tin man is like trying to build like, like, like I don't necessarily want it to look like the movie, but like every time I'm trying to think of an idea, it always comes back to the way the movie looks. I'm like, well, how do I change this to not make it look cheesy? It's just, it's, man, it's, it's tough. It's tough trying to think of all this stuff, but that, that is the, that is the main project I want to do is an entire wizard of Oz deal. But, uh,
1: that sounds awesome
2: yeah but it's just it's just make you know just trying to make it all happen with just myself is, is uh, right. it's uh it's 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 tough it's tough but
1: well if you need costuming
2: help give your you give you. your ring yeah. Yeah, all right all right you know you know it's it's a uh you know it's it may, it may be a year it may be four years but you know i i would say within see i'm about to turn 42 but a lot of these projects are like I, I'm not thinking I'm only having them done in six months. The stuff I want to do, you know, like over, especially this Wizard of Oz, that may take me. A few. I've been doing this for whew, four, I think my my original Wizard of Oz one came out a little over four years ago. Wow. So, so it's probably like in the next, you know, year to five years, I would like I would like to have this done um, because, but it's a lot. It's a lot of miniature building, though. So, that
1: and you're still conceptualizing the idea, so
2: right? Exactly. So that takes time. It,
0: if yeah. you would like some inspirations, and I'm not trying to promote like bootleg recordings of anything, uh-huh. um but. B- but but uh <laughs> I might have seen um yeah. there there are two different uh non-replica productions of Wicked that I'm kind of thinking of, which is like mm-hmm. Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West from from the wicked witches in quotation marks perspective Uh um there is a german production where in like the second act whenever dorothy comes down uh from uh from the tornado rather than being like that standard house in the tornado she actually Mm -hmm. steps out of a busted television um, into color so it's like a black and white television that's on stage but she steps out in full color And then they've got, like, some wild um, uh, interpretations of costumes. Mm -hmm. And then there's a Brazilian production that actually got put up um, probably a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And they've started releasing, like, little bits of their footage. There's a scene of where the Tin Man um, is becoming the Tin Man. It is horrifying to watch. But it is also still so cool to see the physical effects that they do with it. Um, as well as kind of what they do with Glinda and with Alphaba um, or the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. So again, don't 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 go look up. Do not go look up. Um, what do they call them on YouTube? Oh God, I can't think of it. Uh, don't go look up slime tutorials of either of these productions on YouTube. Mm-mm, no, not mm-mm, no. Don't do it no, at all. No good. Uh, but they are really good for looking at something and getting kind of a different perspective
2: yeah well there you go i mean i did i put like a couple ideas in mid mid journey and got a couple of uh ideas from there too but you know that's that that's not like a means to an end but that it. uh, you can put stuff in there to get ideas though which is kind of why i use it um but uh but you know how the tin which, which is funny you say that about the tin man being horrific in the book man it is wild how he becomes the tin man in the book have you have you read it before i haven't actually oh man dude so when he was a human, he fell in love with the Munchkin, but the Munchkin's parents didn't like it, so they went to the Wicked Witch, and the Wicked Witch put a spell on him where it made him chop all of his limbs off, then chopped off his head, took out his heart, and this guy, this guy built him back up as a Tin Man, and that's how he became a Tin Man, and that's why he doesn't have a heart because he chopped it out with an axe.
0: So, so, in the, the Wicked, in the Wicked book, um, it's he fell in love with Galinda, um but he could never really like get with Uh galinda so he tried to get with um started falling in love with the wicked witch of the east or whoever became the wicked witch of the east Uh um found out that he didn't really love her Uh so she stole her sister's like fancy grimoire book the book that um like she reads all the magic spells out of yep. and didn't know what she was saying but just kind of like cursed him that way uh-huh. so but because it was the wicked witch of the west's book everybody thought that she did it not her sister
2: wow. oh it was like a uh like a little switcheroo type of deal or, or uh
0: yeah yeah i got you yeah, yeah. well this is the brazilian oh this was That's the like the book it's the book that it's the musical is based off of.
2: Oh, really? Wicked musical, yeah.
0: Yeah. Why have I never um, heard of this? It it's, uh, came out like the, the first book came out in the early 90s. It's not canon to the, the L. Frank Baum's uh, version of Oz or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, the author of these, these books takes these series. Um, and he's done this with a couple of fairy tales, but takes them spins them in a different direction um but very very excellent series highly Pretty recommend cool. it
2: yeah. yeah yeah cool man yeah i'll check it out i mean I, I love the story it's great and uh the book's great very uh it's yeah it's cool so i like it so i'll, I'll definitely check that out so for sure it's
1: gregory mcguire's the author of wicked
2: gregory mcguire the mm-hmm. novel
1: wicked yeah
2: Let me save that don't forget
1: and just i'm gonna put it out there gregory we've been trying to get you on the podcast so
0: (laughs) trying we would love to have you on the podcast no this isn't my plea to get you on okay thanks yeah right Um, so oh go ahead no
2: no go ahead go ahead i'm listening uh
0: don't remember where i was going so you go
2: (laughs) oh no um yeah i mean i don't i yeah i've you know with like you know with my projects and stuff it's uh i don't know i was gonna go with uh you know, I, I, recently I haven't had. I say I haven't been inspired. That might that might not be the right word. It's it's just that I'm kind of coming to a point with my work where I don't the stuff I want to do. I don't know how to do it. Um, that's kind of like the biggest problem I've had in like the last year. Is like I said, like the stuff with like the Wizard of Oz. I just I just don't know how to execute it. And I've been trying to think about it a lot lately. You know, I would like to do more Lord of the Rings. Um, I like to do more um, stuff like when they're in Merkwood. Yeah. um with like, with like the elves and stuff i think that would be really neat um but making gigantic trees and building castles in these trees and doing stuff like that uh, it's gonna be pretty tough pretty tough and i don't i don't know exactly how to how to execute that so it's been it's been more of a uh i'm not gonna say dry spell it's just been a lot of thinking of how to how, how yeah. to do this stuff but like the other stuff i like like, like that the uh like the, like the Verona, my, my Romeo and Juliet stuff. I just, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. I knew how to do it. I was like, well, I got to build a ton of buildings. So I just started building buildings and I got to build the street. And, and, uh, I know what I need in these buildings. And it was just kind of, and like the, um, and a boyfriend, and girlfriend got a hold of me. They were like, uh, they're models. And they were like, Hey, can we do this? And I was like, yeah, we can be Romeo and Juliet. And we're just kind of all worked out. So yeah,
1: that turned out so cool. I mean, yeah, I liked it too i i like so many of your images but that one really spoke to me i'm a i'm a big shakespeare fan so that was awesome and then you just did such an amazing job in that little amazing town and the your yeah behind like, the scenes photos are cool too
2: yeah it kind of kind of shows you kind of a glimpse of uh yeah yeah kind of how, how i do it a little bit yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah that was so we, cool uh,
2: i mean i would i would i mean lord of the rings is my favorite movie of all time and I, w- I would love to do more but it's just i mean the costumes are like impossible um like uh to get like to get to get like a uh like let's say a legless type of costume i mean oh, man it just would be it'd be very expensive very hard then you got to find a model that would be, look right in it then yeah. you have to there's just there's just a lot of hurdles to do that stuff um and I don't and like Frodo and Sam were easy because you just stick the shirt and the pants and the and the bit in the 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 overall straps yeah. were it wasn't very pretty out. simple, pretty, pretty easy in bottom wigs. And it was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too bad. But, but you guys are costumers. So when my time when my time comes.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, looking <laughs> at the, the comments right now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting stared at. <laughs> um, yeah that and we know we know some people so um me, we'll see if we can if we can't do it ourselves we can hook you up at least there, there project. Are, uh, i don't think it's as impossible as maybe it feels um but yeah finding the right model might be harder to in my mind finding the right model would be harder than finding the right costume
2: yeah, because not only do you have to find the right model that looks the part, they have to be able to perform in front of the camera the appropriate way. Yeah, um, because like some people, I, I get people that look right when and we get in front of the camera, they're just a little stiff, they're just, they don't really get it, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, this is one of 18,000 steps you have to, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hopefully, it works, but yeah, so
1: well, I know some people that have played the Elves, so um. Uh, we'll talk we'll talk if you'd like what
2: part of the, what part of the country are you guys in
1: well right now i'm in minnesota but i was oh, you are in minnesota yeah i was in north carolina that's where trey is or south carolina whatever right on the border
2: i'm going to minnesota uh in three weeks i'm going to um Can- uh, canterbury uh the dog track they do they do a poker tournament i play every every october i go up there and play okay. it and it's pretty fun but yeah it was just south of uh the, the uh twin cities right south side of okay. the twin cities yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
1: i'm about two hours north of there
2: Oh, okay so yeah so you're yeah you're a little bit further away but we went to um i went to uh south you live so trey you live in south carolina mm-hmm. we drove i drove out to charleston uh two years ago okay so do, you, do you live over by there
0: uh that is about i'm gonna say about four and a half hours away from me
2: oh it's a little distance then yeah, yeah he
1: lives on the top end of the state and charleston is down to the east
2: you know what, what I loved about Charleston? Well, well there's a bunch of things, but I loved how that town, they, like, you're not allowed to change like houses. Like, there's like code, like, code ordinances where they can't change yeah. anything with the houses there. So everything's like exactly the same. As it's been for like 250 years or something. So, like, you're walking in history. But man, those people, they take their barbecue so seriously oh, yes. there. okay so i'm from iowa and like the pig pigs here are a huge thing like we're like the number one producer of pigs but man our barbecue sucks here but charleston man (laughs) they were on a different universe compared to us oh my god it was so good and uh i don't know are you guys barbecue fans or not really yeah
0: very much so i
2: mean
1: you are i lived in the carolinas for 15 years so you kind of can't avoid it
2: yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but yes Uh, yes yeah yeah the, no the, the, just the, man the, the way this i don't know what magic they figured out there but the way they smoked their meat it was just like why can't we figure this out in iowa like i just don't get it but uh so anyways but it was good,
0: it was good. hey just do what they do in nebraska just smoke it with corn um do they n- no i'm just making a joke oh they, maybe yeah maybe the, they do. the joke is that they have like over a hundred ways to use corn and i'm sure at some point someone has smoked something with corn
2: oh you're probably right
0: yeah um the the one thing i will say and this is a controversial comment and please don't come for me in the comments um for me beef barbecue is superior to pork um Hmm.
2: beef barbecue is superior to pork
0: yes
1: can we talk about why
0: uh Yes, because my palate started in Texas and will always somehow mm. live in Texas. So,
1: it's Texas, okay.
0: It's a well,
2: it's, what's, what's a beef? What's a beef? Why am I might be what's a beef barbecue? It would be a, a what brisket, um, brisket, beef or brisket, pork?
0: Brisket's beef, okay. So, yeah, yeah. um, brisket's typically like the biggest thing that would be smoked. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, I've had many, many different kinds of. Barbecue, uh including pork and like chicken and a bunch of things, beef just blows it out of the water for me. Yeah. Um, and now I'm salivating again, even though I've already <laughs> <Sorry>. eaten dinner. <laughs> Let's take a trip down to Charleston, man. I'm telling you, there's this place oh. called Melvin's,
2: dude. Yeah. Oh my god, it was like like we went to Airbnb. The guy was all like, "Yeah, down the street, there's this place called Melvin's. It's a barbecue joint, and he's like, it's the best place we have in Charleston. He's like, it's just like four blocks down the street." So me and my wife, like, I was like, "All right, we cannot eat this day one because if this is good day one, we this is all we're gonna eat." So I was like, "Let's wait until the day we leave and we'll eat there." So, so we waited that 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 Saturday, whenever it was when we left, Uh, we we drove there, we got it, and oh my god, man, I'm telling you guys, it it was unbelievable how good this stuff was. I was just like, "This is this." Like I've never tasted anything this amazing, and uh, so I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we waited until because I would have ate there um, every every day. We were we were there for four days, but uh, yeah. So if you're ever in uh, Charleston, Trey Melvin's Melvin's, Melvin's, Melvin's Barbecue, okay. yeah. Uh,
0: Seth, please remember that Melvin's. Melvin's. Yeah. Well, you're
2: not even
1: that far away. You could like go down there for a weekend.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true
2: okay have, that you is been, have you been there before trey i'm sure yeah. you have right
0: um yeah like once or twice uh we went down there for like a, a choir competition and then i uh, went out there with uh some uh some girlfriends of mine and um had a really nice time yeah
2: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, there's uh the battery's beautiful love it um nick bef- uh one last question for yep. you uh before before we go here mm-hmm. i sure that our listening audience is able to connect with you because you have so many incredible stories to tell not Mm -hmm. just with your miniature photography but with just life in general from Mm -hmm. travel and everything in between how are our listening audience able to interact with you and keep up with you
2: uh my main my main where i post mostly my work is my instagram which is flying the donut uh weird name doesn't really make any sense uh but yes, flying the donut and at uh Facebook it's on my my page, Nicholas Bush Photography, or I have a YouTube, uh which is Nick Bush Photography. Um and I do a lot I post a lot of vi- my videos. I've worked on my projects, I have videos up there. Um yeah, that's 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 it. And um and I post my work, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Well, I am definitely already following you on Instagram. I'll have to go find you on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but I just have to say, the, this has been an awesome time. You are down to earth um, and just so easy to talk to. So if anyone is interested in uh, commissioning from Nick, please do so. Really amazing person.
1: Yeah, don't go with CGI.
0: No, Nah. Absolutely. No, unless,
2: unless, unless if I don't want to do it, then you can... Well, yeah. do, whatever you, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Only
1: if Nick turns you down. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up an AI
0: filter for all of his commissions. It n- must be in triplicate, and it must contains the words um, "They're taking the hobbits to Isengard."
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but oh, uh, well, one last thing, Trey. If yes. you're, uh, if you, if you want to see Iceland from our perspective, I have our. There's the. Like a, it's like three and a half four minutes on my youtube channel nicholas bush my lace my video from last year is my, my island videos is right there you can watch it it's like i put a bunch of editing to it so it's like kind of like a fun three and a half minutes of our whole trip okay. so you can watch it and see it. So you can see for your own eyes what kind of what, the stuff that we saw so Oh,
0: okay well, That's awesome. Have, yeah i have some late night viewing to watch yeah yeah
2: yeah it's all it's all yeah but I, I appreciate you guys having me this was a lot of fun it was great to meet you trey emily We've been we've been connected for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um th- yeah, this has been a lot of fun. And you know, thank you guys. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much for being on. Of course. Uh, for updates, announcements, and more. Please follow us on social media under Modern Romantic. Thank you, everybody. And I hope you have an out of Oz experience. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Emily. I cannot believe this incredible chocolate we've been tasting. We had to bring Eric and Julissa from Storyboard Delights back to discuss.
1: Absolutely, we did. What is it about your chocolate that makes it so magical? Ooh, it's magical because we infuse so much fun in our chocolate. It's not something serious, but it is a serious experience. We make sculpted chocolate bars that have stories to tell,
0: like for instance, our Red Riding Hood bar. Oh, the Red Riding Hood bar is super fun. First, we start with the digital painting on the front, and it tells the first part of the story of Red Riding Hood
1: walking into the woods. And then when you unwrap it, you have this sculpted bar of Big Bad
2: Wolf sitting in Granny's bed. And then you taste it, and the flavor profile wraps up the rest of the story. And so you first, when you bite into it, you taste the earthiness of the chocolate, which is the hunting grounds of the Big Bad Wolf. And then you've got the pasilla chili pepper, which provides sort of the prowl, It's kind of spicy, not quite, but then the guajillo bites you at the end, just like the big bad wolf. You can find
1: us at www.storyboarddelights.com. Pick out whichever chocolate you want, whichever story you want, and we will ship it right to your door. Fantastic. I'm going to storyboarddelights.com right now.